Hello and welcome to C3 City Light Podcast. You'll find us here in Raleigh until all are awakened to the light and love of Jesus. We hope that you find this message encouraging. For more information, check us out at c3citylight.com or on social media at C3 City Light. Um, so glad that you're here today. We're starting a new series, a new season for the church and a new series this month. I can't believe that we're about to celebrate our first year birthday. At the end of the month, go ahead and put it on your calendar, January the 26th, we're going to party, there's going to be a good time, there better be a big cake, I need to go ahead and figure it out now, like a huge cake, maybe it's like a mural of Pastor April and we just eat her, no, I'm playing, eat her face, now I'm playing, maybe it'll be the City Light logo, I don't know, but something really cool, something really special, I was telling someone this morning, I was like, we've worked way too hard. To not celebrate what God has done in a year. There's people in this church right now that would have probably been in jail if they hadn't met Jesus a year ago. You know what I mean? And so we've got an amazing sermon and an amazing time together like that we're going to have that we're preparing. But I'm telling you, January the 26th, you do not want to miss it. It is going to be, to quote Letitia, lit. It's going to be lit. All right. Um, So we're starting this new series today and this month called Frequency. Mike, I got one objective today. My single focus and objective today is that you know one thing for certain by the time you walk out of these doors. God wants to speak to you. Like he wants to speak to you. You don't have to have an MDiv, a master's of theology, no Greek, no Hebrew, no all this stuff. God wants to speak to you right where you're at. And I am convinced from scripture that God is always speaking He's always speaking. The problem isn't that he wants to speak. The problem is we don't want to listen. And that's not necessarily like we're choosing to not listen sometimes. A lot of times it's just we don't know how to listen. We get so distracted. So many things are going on that we just don't listen. Over the course of this month, I'm believing God's going to give us the keys to learning how to hear his voice and tune in to the frequency of heaven so we can begin to experience and hear what he's saying. I found, and come on, we're five days into this new year. Just a question. Let's be real vulnerable and honest. So a show of hands, how many people have already busted their New Year's resolution? Yeah, right? Like, right? Like, we're five days into it and like... Oh, and so some of us are already kind of defeated. Like, I knew I was going to mess it up, so I didn't even make one. <laughs> like, I can't fail if I don't even set the bar, right? Like, just lower the bar, man. I don't have any resolutions. Wake up in the morning. That's it. Hey, check. Five days in a row. Now, uh, what I've found is that so many resolutions get busted. Like, maybe it's five days. Maybe it's a month. Maybe it's three months, right? I mean, like. But what I found is that, and these are good. Like, I'm not hating on resolutions. Like, that's good. Like, you want to make a change, make a change. You want to set a goal, set a goal and achieve it. But what I found that all these goals are reliant on our self-discipline. And there's nothing wrong with self-discipline. Like, don't hear that self-discipline is a good thing. But I'm convinced that self-control, like self-discipline, that's a fruit of the spirit. So if we can just get more spirit, we'll have more fruit. Right? Instead, I got to work for it. I got to earn it. I got to get this app on my phone that tracks my calories. I got to get this alarm to go. Get up and shake and dance and move. Burn some calories, fatty. Like, all right? I got that app if you want it. I'll tell you about it later. But all these reminders in our phone, right? Like, like, 
There's a place for self-control. There's a place for self-discipline. It is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, if you're relying solely on self-discipline to achieve your resolution, you're going to be just like me, sorely disappointed. Whether it's five days, five months, five years. If you're the source of that self-control, it's going to run out, period. The beautiful thing about God is that he's limitless. He's infinite in all of his ways. The Holy Spirit is limitless. Nothing's impossible to God. So why in the world would I try to set a goal, set a resolution, and then try to do it on my own? How's that working out? But if I can get connected with what God's speaking, what he's saying, how he's directing, where he's leading, then all I got to do is stay in step and in tune with him, and he'll do the heavy lifting. I'm convinced that we will follow Jesus better on accident every single day just by simply falling in love with him than we would ever do on trying really hard. Got to be a good person today. Good luck. It's hard to be a good person. It's hard to drive around Raleigh and be a good person. Come on. It's hard to wait in line at the postal service and be a good person. Don't even talk about DMV. It's really hard there, right? It's just hard. What I'm saying is we need Jesus. We need Christ. And I'm telling you, as we learn to hear the voice of God, as we learn to get a, as we learn to do these things, all this is going to get a lot easier because it's on him to do it. Where he speaks, there's always life. The world was formless and without void. And what did he do? He spoke. And life came. Light came. The heavens opened up. The expansion from water and all that stuff's changed and land and all this vegetation came. And man was, when God speaks, life happens. And so we want to learn to hear the voice of the Lord. I love this idea that God put our eyes in the front of our head because we're to be moving forward. He didn't put up. He could have put like two eyes in the front, one in the back. Two in the front, two in the back. I don't know. I got 20-20 vision coming and going. I don't know. He could have. But it's not. Our eyes are in the front of our face so that we can see forward and where we're going. We're meant to live that way as believers. We're advancing. We're moving forward. And the way to advance and to see in the kingdom of God is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to us, whether it's a prophetic word, whether it's reading the Bible. The primary way that God speaks to us is from the Holy Scripture. But we don't just need to read it with self-discipline. We need it to be, it's already inspired. We need to get inspired. And the Holy Spirit, when we invite him into our study time, can illuminate a scripture. It can jump off the page. It can hit our heart so hard that change happens. And that's what we want. But the key to seeing is hearing. And I'm believing that as we get our New Year's resolutions and all these great things that we want to be motivated by, I'm convinced that as we connect that with God's heart and what he's saying, we'll actually get results this year. Can anyone remember what your New Year's resolution was from last year? I can't. And I, did, I even simplified it. I made it like one word. I was like, all right, I'm going to boil my whole resolution down to one word. What's my word for 2019, right? I've got it written in a journal somewhere that I haven't looked at probably since then. I'm terrible at journaling. I know it's a good spiritual discipline. I need to grow in that. Holy Spirit, help me journal more. But, like, I don't even remember what it was. It was important at that time, but now it's like I don't even know what it was. So each day I just, let me, God, help me to fall in love. Help me to fall in love with you today. And that's how I can survive without knowing my New Year's resolution from last year. All right. 
God wants to speak to us. His word is alive and it's active. I'm telling you, it is alive and it's active. And as we begin to hear what he's speaking, as we begin to tune in, because he's always speaking, as we begin to tune in, we can start to hear. Growing up, I didn't really realize that, that was, I had access to that. Like, I didn't know that I could hear the voice of God. It was foreign to me. I didn't hear it taught on. I didn't hear And even growing up in the South, I think like a lot of us probably have that same experience. Like we didn't learn that God, no, God wants to speak to you. Whether you're the preacher, whether you're this, we are all priests. We are all ministers. We're all called on purpose and assignment by God. We can all hear. I didn't realize that. And we see that God has given us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us in the all truth. So the key to hearing is, the key, is getting in tune with the Holy Spirit. And why is that important? You're about to see. And Jesus' word's not mine. All right. If you've got your Bible, go to Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. I'm going to read that to you. Let me set it up just a little bit. All right. The Gospels are about to come to an end, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. They're about to just, that chapter's getting shut. Jesus was on earth. He came, did what he was supposed to do for 33 years. Out of that 33 years, he had three years of public ministry, laying hands on the sick, declaring that the kingdom of God's coming, uh, in the synagogues, healing people on the street, like just doing the thing, just three years. He spent probably, well, well, we'll get to that. All right, so he's been teaching, he's been training, he's been mentoring his 12 disciples. Even after... Eight hours a day for three years is like 8,000 hours. That's a significant investment into someone. Even after 8,000 hours, Judas betrays him. And then look at the, the 11 that are remaining. Look how, look how like they're star, star pupils. Look how awesome these guys are. At the end of him about to ascend to heaven, float up in the clouds. They still hadn't gotten it. And that's where we pick up today's story. Acts 1, verses 6 through 9. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore your kingdom? He replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Verse 9, after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. Okay, gospel's done. Jesus goes out victorious. He did everything he said he would do. Hey, I'm the son of man. I'm going to give my life up. No one's going to take it from me. I'm going to lay it down freely. They're going to crucify me. They're going to kill me. But hey, just wait. Three days later, I'm coming out of the grave. He proved everything he claimed to be by resurrecting from the grave. So he's going out on a high note, literally. He's ascending to heaven on the clouds. That's pretty cool. Like, I wonder if he had little rocket boosters in his shoes or Jesus sandals. I don't know how that worked. I wish I could see it. It'd be cool. And as he's ascending, the disciples still did not get it. 8,000 hours over that of investment into them. One betrayed them and 11 did not get it. They're not getting a gold star by their name at school. They're not magna cum laude in the class. Like, they're just like, God give them help. They're still looking for Israel to, to kick out the Roman Empire and restore the kingdom of David. Well, that's what the prophecies, they were looking for it to happen earthly, not spiritually. 
And he had been saying, the kingdom is at hand, the kingdom at hand, the kingdom of God is like this, the kingdom of God is like that. He was describing all of this for three years, and they still didn't get it. If I'm Jesus, I'm a little worried right now. My track record isn't that good. One betrayed me, and then 11 of them still don't get it. It's not about Israel. It's about not an earthly kingdom, but a heavenly kingdom. But Jesus didn't seem worried at all. Like if I'm the teacher and they're the students, I'm hitting them with rulers at this point. Wake up and listen. But he's not. He resurrected from the grave. The Bible talks about instances when he was walking in and out of walls. Like they're seeing Jesus in a glorified state. That, if that doesn't get you thinking about a heavenly kingdom, right? Like, oh, you can walk through walls. Like, that's divine. Right? They're still talking about Israel. He doesn't get mad. He doesn't even, like, get mad at that response. He just says, look, 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 look. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Just go to Jerusalem and wait. Just go to Jerusalem and wait. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is the key to following God. Jesus knew that. He knew that. The key is the Holy Spirit. Jump over. This is a same story, same instance from another point of view from John. John 16. We're going to start at verse 5. I'm going to highlight a few of these, these verses here. John 5 through 15, and I'll key it on a few. But this is Jesus. Here we go. Verse 5. But now I'm going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I have told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of the world has already been judged. Here we go. Verse 12. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the Holy or when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Everything, every truth that God the Father has, he's, Jesus has. Everything he's been entrusted with, Jesus has. And he's freely speaking to the Holy Spirit to get it inside of us. How does this work? What does this mean? What is this frequency of heaven? What is all? The... If you are born again, that happened because of the Holy Spirit. That happened because of the Holy Spirit. Something inside of us. We heard this truth of Jesus. We heard this offer of salvation. And we were like, I believe that. I am a sinner. I need grace. I can't ever do enough good works to be good enough. I need Jesus to make me alive and make my spirit alive. And so when we come to that place of forgiveness and that place of faith and that place of belief, when we do that, the Holy Spirit gives us a rebirth. We are born again. The theological term is regeneration. We're born again. We're birthed by the Spirit. But what I'm talking about isn't just a spiritual birth. That's important. But we see all throughout the Scripture, we see that the Spirit of God is saying, 
Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't be drunk on wine. Be full of the Holy Spirit. When you come, you will receive power. Be being filled. So many times how it's, it's not a one-time filling. It's a be being filled every single day. Holy Spirit, we are leaky vessels. We're like a plastic container with cracks in it. We put water in it, and by the time we get to where we're going, it's already leaked everywhere. We need to keep going back to the source. Holy Spirit, fill me fresh today. Fill me fresh today. Fill me fresh today. But right here in verse 7, what Jesus is saying, no, 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 I've got to go away. You're so focused on me leaving, you're not even hearing me. I've got to go away so that when I leave, it's best that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The Greek word there is paraclete. Paraclete means helper. It's good that I go away because when I go away, the helper's going to come. If you're a believer in Jesus, you've got a third of the Trinity living inside of you. That'll blow your mind. How can a third person of the Trinity fit inside of me? I've got a third of God inside of me? Like, do the math. I don't know how that works, but it's true. And he's the advocate. He's the counselor. He is the helper. He's the paraclete. And as good as Jesus' ministry was on earth and as necessary and everything that had to happen, he said, no, 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 it's good that I go away. I'm going to go away and I'm going to send you the helper. So why is he not worried about these 12 disciples, 11 disciples now? Because he knew the Holy Spirit was going to sort it out. He knew the Holy Spirit was going to give him power. He knew the Holy Spirit was going to give him revelation, understanding, inspiration to keep going. He knew that the Holy Spirit on the inside of them would do something different than they could ever do just by following the law. The law's now been written on the inside of their heart. So here is Jesus saying, no, it's good that I go away. Now you've got the paraclete. Now you've got the counselor, the helper. But the frequency of heaven is spiritual, not just physical. It's spiritual. It's something on the inside of us. It's something that happens in our heart and in our mind. And we see in verse 13 that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. Guide us into all truth. But when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you into all truth. He won't speak on his own, but he'll speak what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. I know that seems trippy, and it seems foreign, and it seems like it's not even possible, but the Holy Spirit on the inside of us helps us hear what God's saying. Now, we're not going to know what God's saying or what he sounds like if we don't know what the Bible says. You know, we need the Bible. The Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God. It was inspired by the Holy Spirit to men. And Jesus is the word incarnate. He's the word in flesh. He is a walking around, living, breathing Bible because he's the word. You want to know what that scripture looks like? Look at Jesus. He embodied all of it. But the Holy Spirit, they're not in conflict of each other. Oh, this is a spirit church. Well, this is a word church. No, we're a spirit and word church. We want as much Bible as we can get and as much spirit as we can get. We need both of them. Living is hard. And so what we see is that the Holy Spirit's here to help us. Can we listen? Anybody watch the stuff at Times Square on New Year's Eve? The place was packed. I've been to Times Square, but not on New Year's Eve. I can only imagine, even like going like in March or May, whenever it was, it was amazing to me how loud that area was. There was a buzz, like there's just noise. Ramp that up to 11 and you've got New Year's Eve. Could you imagine standing right beside me 
on New Year's Eve at Times Square and trying to have a conversation with me? Nice shoes. They look great. You want to go out on a date? Like, you can't hear. It doesn't matter how loud you are or how good your message is. You can't hear it because of the noise. Next week's going to be so much more practical. Like, how do I hear? How do I deal with distractions? Because we all face that externally and internally. We've got noise in our head that's keeping us from hearing. Today, I just want us to walk away with enough faith to believe that God's speaking today. And that if I'll open my ears and open my mouth and pray, God, help me to hear, we'll start to hear. And I'm telling you, the fruit of that is long-lasting and it's powerful. But we'll deal with that next week. Today, I just want us to know we have the ability to hear. John 10, 4 says this. Jesus was giving a parable to the disciples, and he was explaining that he's the good shepherd and that we're the sheep. And he's explaining this parable about, no, 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 my sheep hear my voice. They enter in through the gate, which is me, and they come because they hear my voice. If another shepherd tried to come and talk to them, they wouldn't follow that shepherd because they're trained to hear my voice. But I love what he says in John 10, 4. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They know his voice. Guys, we want to know the voice of God. We want to know the voice of God. Another way it's said, John also says this in a different part of the Bible. He says, um, behold, how wonderful it is that we have now been called the children of God. I'm a sheep, shepherd, children, God the Father. Like, you were seeing, if we're believers, we're children. We're children. What I love is that that tells me there's something innate about being able to hear. Sometimes there's so much pressure. How do I learn to hear? How do I? It's innate. Like you were born with it. We were made in the image and likeness of God. It's innate. We all have the ability to hear. Now, past learning how to, like past having the ability, we got to learn, we got to mature. That's all a part of it. But we all have the ability to hear. I've got a one-year-old named Ada. She's hilarious. She's got crazy hair that won't lay down no matter how much water you put on it. Just, and she's got beautiful blue eyes and she's cute. But I'm telling you, she does not speak adult. She speaks toddler. And she knows a few words. She knows dad, dad. That was my favorite when she learned that. And for the record, she said that before mama. So let the record show. But she knows mama. She knows dada. She knows hello. And she'll pick up her hand like she's talking on the phone. Hello. It's the cutest thing ever. She'll say bye-bye. And she'll do like a really like she waves. We got to work on that. She's got weird ways. But she knows toddler. She does not know adult. I'm not going to learn toddler, even though, like, I'm starting to get pretty fluent in it. You know? But I'm not going to learn toddler. She's going to learn adult. She's going to learn to speak like an adult at some point through school and through reading. She's going to. So now fast forward to our three-year-old. She can understand. Now, whether she obeys or not, that's, a, that's not the part of the question. Like, we're not talking about that. But she understands. Charlotte, will you please go get that bottle for your sister? Okay. And she can do it because now she started to learn adult. I didn't learn toddler. Goo goo ga ga ga. What? What? No. Like 
She learned to do It's the same thing with God. God's not going to come speak like something contrary to his Bible or some baby thing. You know, he, he's going to meet us where we're at, but he's always going to be calling us up. But because we're children of God, because we're sheep that know his voice and listen to him, he does the heavy lifting. And as he's speaking and as we learn to surrender and position our heart to hear, we get better at learning. We get better at understanding. So, yes, hearing the voice of God is innate because we have the Holy Spirit in us. It's also something that's developed, learned, and then ultimately matured. Hey, Charlotte, go get that bottle of milk for your sister, please. I don't want to, right? Like God's like, hey, go speak to that coworker. Hey, start this new business endeavor. You can, I want to use you in this area. Oh, God, I don't want to. Oh, God, me? I'm not qualified. No, Daddy, I can't go get that bottle. I can't reach it. Right? It's not about just hearing. It's about learning to obey and to mature into what God's saying. And over the course of these next few weeks, we're going to learn to do that together. But my prayer today is that something on the inside of us just jumps. God, I want to hear your voice. I don't want to just have a New Year's resolution and do what I think is important. God, I want to see where I'm going this year. I want to advance. And I know to see where I'm going, I've got to hear what heaven's speaking. And he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. We can hear God's voice and we can follow him. We hope that you have been inspired and encouraged by today's message. For more info or to connect with us, check us out at c3citylight.com.